0: to jump right into the message today. So uh, if you if you have a, a way to take notes, uh, grab something to take notes, maybe on your phone, maybe on a piece of paper. I know our kids, they've got something to take notes on. But um, we are in our final installment the of our series called Holy Spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Listen, today is Father's Day. Isn't that awesome? Don't we have an amazing Father in heaven that we celebrate? I know Father's Day for some is good. Father's Day for some is not so good. But it's amazing. We can all come together to worship our one true heavenly father. Isn't that awesome? You know, my earthly father, he might be watching online. And, uh, you know, what's, what's kind of sad today is that um, even if I wanted to, I couldn't go to where my dad is because of the virus. They're not letting uh, people into Canada. So it's kind of one of those days. It's bittersweet. Because I still have my dad, but I can't go see him. So when this is all over with, guess where I'm going? I'm going to Canada, God's country, to see my dad. Amen? Amen. And uh, so, but you know what? My dad uh, was amazing, still is, to us kids. And I remember um, it was really special It was kind of when the summer started because in Canada, I always thought it was interesting like when I saw Tara, when we got her pictures from when she was a kid and she would get a bicycle for Christmas. I'm like, I don't know any kids where I come from that got a bike for Christmas. That's just odd because you couldn't ride it for like three or four months because of the snow. So we didn't get bikes for Christmas. We got bikes for like when school got out, when we could actually use them. And so anyway, I remember when I was about seven years old, my dad bought me my first brand-new bike. My brother and sister got a brand-new bike all in the same day. And we were so excited. We usually got secondhand bicycles. But that day was exciting because we all got a bike. And then my dad ran a cleaning company for his father, and they would clean uh, banks and office buildings and malls and schools. Well, there was a special school that he would allow us because there was no security cameras back then, to try out our bike. He was like, it would be so much fun to go biking in the school. The school was huge. I graduated from the school. At one point, it had 2,900 students when I was there. A lot of people go to that school. So I know the teachers that are in the room right now will be like, oh my goodness. So we biked through the high school everywhere. There was four levels. We went on all of them. We biked all over the place. There was no cameras. It was awesome until my sister came around a corner and ran into a bunch of lockers, and we had to leave. Not because anybody, we didn't get in trouble. It was a Saturday in the middle of summer, but uh, my dad's like, we better, we better go. Um, but happy Father's Day, and uh, I want to jump right into this. So let's pray. And then we're going to jump into the message today. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you that that you want to speak to your church. Lord, let us get out of the way, our ideas, our thoughts, and let you come in and speak to us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Look Look what it says here in Acts 19, verses 1 and 2. We've been reading this all series long. And this is kind of why we're doing this series. Says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found his disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Question mark. They answered, no. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Listen. Maybe you've gone to church for a day. Maybe you've gone to church your whole life, but there are people who have experienced God the Father's love. They've experienced Jesus and His salvation, but haven't experienced the Holy Spirit. God wants us to have all of them. God, three in one, Amen. And so today we're gonna we're gonna conclude this message with with this. We're gonna be talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And then comes a word, immersion. Everybody say immersion. I didn't tell this to the first group, but when I was in third grade, um, I come from the province called New Brunswick. And New Brunswick is the only bilingual province in Canada. Everybody's like, oh, Canada's French and English. There's one French province called Quebec. The rest are English. And then where I come from, uh, is called New Brunswick. It used to be called Acadia. A bunch of those people went all the way down to a place called Louisiana. We got a couple of them, couple Cajuns right here. Come on. And so they, but I come from this place called New Brunswick or Acadia, okay? There are two flags. People get upset about either one. But they, they have two languages, English And French, well, when I got to third grade, they started sending home letters. Or second grade, they started sending home letters. French immersion starts next year. Sign up for French immersion. So literally, the school would split in half, and there would be English kids over here. There would be English kids over here that wanted to be immersed into French. So they grew up, I didn't get, I wasn't smart enough, I guess. <laughs> I could barely read English, let alone French. I could barely do math in English rather than French, right? So I didn't get immersed over there. But we're talking about this word immersion for a minute. And we, we, we think of words like baptism, right? When we think of this word immerse. We have a baptism tank up here. We've done baptisms outside. People, when they think of the word baptism, they automatically think of water, Right? And here at this type of church, Protestant type of church, we, we fully submerse, we fully immerse folks in water when we baptize. So, but, I don't know if you know this or not, there are three baptisms mentioned in the Bible. So I'm going to go through three of those, and then we're going to get um, to some, to some uh, other information, but... I want to tell you about these three quickly. So if you can, write these down. The first baptism that the Bible talks about, and they don't quite, um, this one's a little bit difficult to understand even for me. So I tried to learn. I know we have some theologians in the room, so maybe you guys can help me later. But the first one is the bapt- baptized into the body of Christ. Being fully submersed into God's kingdom. So, the day you get saved, you are immersed into Being a follower of Christ. You're immersed into the family of believers. Look what it says here in 1 Corinthians 12, 13. It says, For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. All right? That's the body of believers. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, this body is not made up of one part but of many. Galatians 3, 26 and 27 says it this way. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Listen, the day you get saved, you're in, right? You're in. You have salvation. You're saved. You're baptized in the family of God in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized in, into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. So you fully submerge, you fully immerse yourself Into the family, into Christ's family. Amen? So that's number one. Number two, everybody say water. So there's water baptism, separate situation. You you follow Jesus, that's your baptism into the family. Water baptism, we've all, probably a lot of us have heard of water baptism. When we get saved, we say, I want to proclaim to everybody that I'm a believer. So I'm going to show them that in the water I go in and I come out a new creation. Listen, water baptism is just to show everyone you believe. I follow Jesus. Water baptism doesn't save you, right? Just like this ring on my finger. It's been on there a long time, 15 years. It's growing stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Just like this ring does not make me married, but it shows everybody that I'm married. See what I'm saying? So water baptism, look what it says here. You know, 27 times in the New Testament, um, we hear about water baptism. It's our public declaration. Uh, Acts 2, 41, it says, those who accepted his message were baptized. Matthew 10, 32 to 33. Now, listen, this is showing that you acknowledge Christ. Look, it says, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. Now, people think, like, Jesus doesn't say, like, bold statements that kind of scare people a little bit. Listen, this next statement is a little crazy. Look, but whoever disowns me before men... I will disown him before my Father in heaven. So God's saying, listen, you're saved. You're showing the world by water baptism. Baptism, Like I said, water baptism doesn't make you saved, but it shows everybody, hey, I'm one with Christ. I'm following him. You know, I, I remember talking to a guy one time, and his theology states that if you are not water baptized, you don't go to heaven. So I said, well, let's have a conversation for a minute then. I said, what if there was a guy in a hospital, he's on his deathbed, and he follows Jesus with his words. He's saying, God, I want to follow you. And then he dies. I said, he wasn't wheeled down, he wasn't wheeled out to the lake, he wasn't wheeled outside and water baptized. And the guy said, yeah, he'll go to hell. I said, no, that's... You know, what the Bible says, that we confess with our mouth we are saved and believe it in our heart, that Christ raised from the dead, we have that salvation. But water baptism is important. I'm not saying it's not. So then, let's jump to the next one, the last one, and and this is the one that kind of different churches have different theology about it, but when you rage straight from Uh, The Gospels, Jesus is talking about this many times in the Gospels. And then we get to Acts, and it happens. The third one is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So I want to tell you a little bit of, I want to tell you a story uh, here in Acts 8. But this is the, so the other one was full immersion in water, right? Jesus was water baptized. He's showing us, hey, it's a good thing to do. This one is fully immersed in God's power, right? I can experience God's power. I can kind of put my foot in the water a little bit. It's like, oh, that feels good. But God's saying, no, no, I want, I want to fully envelop you into my power, into my baptism. So, Philip, I'm going to kind of just jump through this scripture pretty quickly. So, Acts 8, verse 5 says, Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there, all right? Skip a little, a few verses, verse 12, but when they believed Philip, all right, so they believed, that's one, he proclaimed the good news of the knowledge of God in the name of Jesus, they were baptized, right, water, both men and women, Acts 8. 14 to 17, same story. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know about you, but has this ever confused anybody? Just let's be honest. Has this ever confused anybody? You're like, hey, I got saved. Don't I have the Holy Spirit? Has that ever confused So, me? I'm a pastor. It's confused me before. so then it goes on to say, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Pretty awesome, right? So Jesus, all through the Gospels, into Acts has been declaring, hey, wait, wait here, hold on, I've got something. Yes, I'm here physically, I'm going away, but I have the Holy Spirit for you. I want to fill you with my spirit. He's been saying it all along. So you're probably maybe, some of you may be asking, why so many experiences? Why so many things? Listen, the first one is 100% free, Right? The second one is something we do, right? And the Bible simply says, hey, it's not by works. Like, you're not, like, just because you physically got water baptized, you're not going to get into heaven because of that. It's not something you're going to do. First one, God did it. Second one, you did it. The third one, God wants you to do something with it. Got it? So, so to me, that's so clear, and God's like, listen, First one, I did it for free. Second one, you're doing it. You're showing everybody. Third one, when I fill you with the Spirit, I want you to do something with it. I'm filling you with my power. I'm baptizing you in my power to go and to do something with it. Amen? John, 1 John 5, I read all of 1 John this week. It was amazing, by the way. But here's what is near the end. For there are three that bear witness in heaven: the Father, the Word. I love that John, John uh, always mentioned Jesus as the Word. Isn't that awesome? And then the Holy Spirit. These three are one. And there are three that bear witness to uh, witness on earth: the Spirit, that's the Spirit baptism; the water, water baptism, right? Showing everybody the blood, our salvation. And these three agree as one. Listen, there is a spiritual journey for us to go on. Isn't that awesome? Step one, we all need to be there at step one salvation, right? I remember people saying, Would you get your fire insurance, right? Right? You get your fire insurance? What's that mean, right? That's salvation, I guess, right? But. Are you taking the next steps in your spiritual journey? And God's saying, I got so many more things for you to have. I have so much more for you to have. Right? It's like going to Disney, which you can't right now. But it's like going to Disney and getting on the tram and going up to the front and looking at it, taking a photo and leaving. It's like, hey, I went to Disney, everybody. It was awesome. You didn't get any, you didn't get, you didn't get the food, right? You didn't go on the rides. You didn't meet Mickey. What's your problem? Get in there. Listen, so much more so, God's saying, I've got a spiritual journey for you to go on. I've got something special. Amen? All right, we're preaching now. Look, I want to I jump. I'm going to jump quickly here. Acts, 7, or, sorry, Acts 2, 17 and 18. You know, people say that, well, God's spirit, the, what he's doing, the, the, the power, the gifts, they've ceased. They've stopped. I don't believe so. God didn't, Jesus didn't come to leave us and just say, okay, have fun until I get back. No. He came to give us power. Look what it says in Acts 2, 17, 18. In the last days, I believe we're living in the last days, church. God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Wait. I will pour out my spirit on all Pentecostals. Oh, sorry, I didn't say. I will pour out my spirit on all Methodists. I will pour out my spirit on all Americans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will pour out my spirit on all people. Right? I th- we've, all di- we've all divided up in all these little groups, right? Even races now, we're all divided. Everything's divided. God didn't come to divide anybody up. He came to bring us together, right? Don't let people divide you. Don't let the enemy divide us, right? God, We're all God's children, red and yellow, black and white. They're precious in his sight, right? And I, if you, don't watch the news too much. They're going to help divide us too. The enemy wants to divide us. God wants to provide his spirit for us. Okay, look at this. Be filled with the spirit. Ephesians 5.18, Look. Look at this just for a minute. Um, Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Listen, our world is out to figure out some fun, to figure out how they can be filled. And all of them fail. All of them pale in comparison to God's Spirit. This is just Paul His attempt at saying, listen, getting drunk on wine has nothing close to what God has for you. Right? I walked into these different bookstores and all these books are these spiritual novels and for kids. And listen, people are looking for the spiritual. There's only one. It's the Holy Spirit. That's it. All the rest are fakes, phonies. God is saying, I have the real thing. And if you want it, just say it. Say the word. Amen? So look, we're going to go through a few things here. Um, And I want us to embrace the spirit today. And you said, how how does this all work? Number one, remove all barriers. I've been talking about this the whole series. Like, how how am I getting filled with the spirit? Listen, remove all barriers. Let God speak to you. Let him speak. Only his voice in. Maybe you have to remove some things. Maybe you have to set aside your doctrinal hang-ups. Acts 2, 38 to 39 speaks very clearly about this. It says Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name So look, there's the first two baptisms, right? Repent. You get clothed with salvation. to water baptism, right? So we got two of the three. And then look what he says. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Three. They promised, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off and for all whom the Lord our God will call. So number one, remove the barriers. If it has, if it's repenting, you have to ask for forgiveness for things, do it. There probably doesn't, a day goes by where you're like, God, forgive me for this. And be specific, right? God's okay with us being specific. He loves us so much that he wants to hear hear what we're saying. Number two, request the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? I'll take what you have for me. You know, if normal is not working in your life, If you leading everything is not working, then you need the spirit to lead you and to bring power into your life. I believe that for all of us. Too long Christians have been moving with no power, right? It's like running out of gas in your vehicle. It's not going to get you anywhere. You got to push it and you're going to sweat and it's going to be hard and it's not going to be fun. Luke eleven uh, thirteen says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you, give the Spirit, to those who ask Him? Anybody want the Spirit? I do. So just ask. Just ask. Number three. Everybody say three. Receive Him by faith. It's a step of faith. Listen, you might not like how I correlate this next scripture, and that's okay. But look, look at what it says in Ezekiel. I'm going to kind of correlate this to our spiritual journey a little bit. Okay? Look what it says here in Ezekiel 47, verse 3 to 5. It says, as the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through the water. Right? right? I'm going to talk about our spiritual journey a little bit. That was ankle deep. Everybody say ankle deep. Right, That's our salvation. Look at this. Ankle deep is our salvation. we like, okay, right. I'm in. I'm touching the water, right? Look at the next part. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep, right? We all go to the beach, and maybe you don't want to go in, but you're like, I don't want to get wet, but you go, you'll go to your knee, right? It's like, it's like church, you'll show up, you're like, oh yeah, I'll put my hand up. I'm, I'm knee deep now, right? Maybe you're knee deep, you're sitting on the front row today, right? I'm knee deep, I can do that. My spiritual journey's going so well. He measured off another thousand and led me through the water that was up to my waist. Like, whoa, we're getting, we're getting in there. It's gold, It's fresh you like, I, I want to lead someone to Jesus now. I, li- I like this. I'm, I'm almost in. But God's saying, he's saying here to let go of the control. Go all in. He measured off another thousand. But now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. Now he's saying, go all in. The water's nice. It's refreshing. I'll take care of you. I want to fill you. I want to immerse you in all that I have for you. It's a picture of our spiritual journey. I'm inviting you today to step in to what God has for you, to be baptized in his spirit, to go full in, He wants a heart that's willing. Now, I want to tell you about a guy named Peter, and then we're going to close. Peter was one of the disciples, and you may remember him from such stories like walking on the water with Jesus. You also may remember him from such stories as when Jesus was arrested, Peter started denying Jesus. Hey, you were, hey, you're Peter. You were with Jesus. No, it wasn't wasn't me. Another person came along, no, you, hey, you were the one with the Messiah, you no, it wasn't me, and then he does that a third time, and he denies Christ, 50, couple, 53 days later, the day of Pentecost comes, the moment that Jesus said, wait here, I have something special for the church not just the church 2,000 years ago, the church in 2020. I have something special for the church. Peter gets filled with the Spirit, and then guess what happens? That very day, Peter spoke to thousands of people. What changed? Wait, isn't Peter saved? Yeah. But what changed from how he was before when he denied Christ three times and he had the boldness and the power to proclaim Jesus in front of thousands of people the holy spirit filled him to overflowing and he overflowed into others 3000 people were added to their number that day the church back then you know what the church name was the way the way Oh, Frostproof, right? We can can just change the name. Scratch New Hope. We're the way. Receive him by faith. And then the last one, we want to relate to him. We want to spend time in his presence. Don't just receive a gift and not use it. Can we stand today before we go? stand, let's close our eyes for a moment I want to challenge you with something today I want to challenge you with something today, I know there's some red there's some with red buttons today, that's cool there's some with green, but if you if you want to be prayed over to receive the Holy Spirit the baptism of the Spirit, the, the Word says, I would love to pray for you so if you could come up, come up if you want to on up and if you're green if you're cool with it I'll, I'll just put my hand on, on your shoulder just like the disciples did back then they laid hands on each other and prayed for each other and I want to pray for you because I believe that, that God wants to fill you with the spirit so maybe those of you they are they're back there you're, you're thinking about it listen there's nothing perfect or special about this area up here I just want it's just easier for people to come up and I can pray for them but you can, you can pray in your home and God can fill you with his spirit. Isn't that awesome? In the bathroom, on the on the patio, wherever. But we want to keep seeking God. We want to keep seeking the giver of the gift. And then allow him to do what only he can do in our life. Amen. Amen. So we're gonna, we're just gonna worship together for a few more minutes. And those of you that feel like, hey, I've received the baptism of the Spirit. I'm filled with God's spirit. Would you just put your hand forward and help me help me pray over the ones that are up here? That would be great.